Welcome to Crowjare, the podcast where two sisters and an occasional guest try to develop and pitch a board game concept in under an hour. I'm Miriam. I'm Georgia. And we're very excited to be joined by our guest, my lovely friend, Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte, would you mind telling the listener a little about yourself? Um, hi, yes. Um, so I am a PhD student, um, hopefully going into academia and the like treadmill forever um <laughs> and um i really like board games that's basically all you need to know yeah. <laughs> that's not all you need to know charlotte <laughs> is soon to be an actual published game developer um yes. yeah technically those games have now been manufactured and have started to arrive at people's doors so um it, it's kind of happened already it's just in, it's in the works you know it's, it's almost over <laughs> so you're, if you're interested in that at all you should uh check out uh charlotte's game theurg t-h-e-u-r-g-y i think that is correct yes <laughs> um and it seems really cool and like way above my gaming level <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's an area control game it's quite in-depth it has a lot of pieces but um I mean with my totally unbiased opinion I think it's very fun <laughs> I kind of love that because of... I'm sure that's true and yet at the same time I've definitely met people who've developed their own games and thought they were fun and I was like mm, this is just so so <laughs> <laughs> yeah um um, and in your gaming time, Charlotte, what do what do you like? Yeah, so I um, have like historically most enjoyed like quite heavy strategy games. Um, like some of my favorites are Spirit Island, for example, like mm. a cooperative game where you're like it's just very complicated. Um, it gets name checked <laughs> on here a lot because we're interested in the sort of decolonial ambitions of it. Like we're interested in you know games politically, so it does. It has made an appearance on the pod. Yeah. Um, no, that that's part of what makes it such a good game as well, because it really flips on its head that um, strand within board games that's just super colonial. Like, um, isn't it some of the century games? They, you just basically go to these <laughs> random islands and just exploit them for resources. Oh, yes. Century, <laughs> and, like, a new world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, stuff like that, um, which I, I definitely think we should be moving away from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yes um but also like scythe i, I really like um robinson crusoe terraforming mars was a one oh, oh my god this so, is heavy strategy <laughs> yeah exactly like i i really like that kind of stuff but i have more recently enjoyed um some lighter games um i'm wondering uh which ones to to talk about um <laughs> yeah it's like, all right uh, firestorm for example yeah it's uh, mm -hmm. quite that kind of stuff <laughs> Well, I mean, Quite we're probably tower, not going to make, yeah. you know, a super heavy strategy game in an hour. Um, <laughs> no. sure. So wait, we can just chuck all those ambitions out the window. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, yeah. not. <laughs> Ambition stays. <laughs> if the um, guest wants heavy strategy my god we'll do it <laughs> oh i didn't realize this was what the plan was the episode was going to be i would have made it way simpler i like very simple <laughs> <laughs> i mean we we, we made see where um, the prompt takes us yeah we made um what was it green finger grove that was probably like a... yeah that's a euro game and um, um there's a there's a certain euro game quality to uh jackal trades <laughs> yeah truly insane euro game about being an anthropomorphic pumpkin amazing <laughs> and Ast astro versus cosmos got uh you know serious strategy elements it's just yeah. also got tower building <laughs> well um so we, uh, as our guest, invited Charlotte to uh, come up with our prompt word for for this episode. Um, so what was the word you chose, Charlotte? Um, I chose the word dash. Dash, dash, dash. Yeah. Okay, nice. And did you have any particular thoughts around that? Like, just, or what sort of things does it make you think of initially? Yeah, so first of all, it's obviously like, run <laughs> um like you know go fast um and also 
Um, I'm not sure that we'd be able to get away with uh, copyright infringement here, but it also just makes me think of The Incredibles and that character Dash. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I just had that thought yeah. as you were saying that. <laughs> um, yeah, and the the final thing is the other meaning of Dash, right? Like that that little line, that, like the hyphen. Oh, like an M dash. Yeah, or... an M dash or an N dash. Yeah, yeah, very academic. They're different it's, lengths, you know, guys. It's very one of my favourite <laughs> categories of punctuation, the kind of punctuation that lets me take two normal size sentences and make a monster sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do love those. I'm a semicolon monster and I make no apologies for it. <laughs> I'm just a real, uh, like, whore for, um, like, brackets, parentheses, because yeah. when I'm writing an email, I like to just include all the possible caveats and yeah. uh, all the context and criteria and, and do I it do all. the same thing. When I yeah. was writing my thesis, some of these ended up making it into the final thing, but my... Um, the person who read it for clarity sort of pulled me up on this is that I will use m dashes to create a parenthetical that is sort of like uh, a little aside sort of like I'm making my point and then I put a little thing in the m dashes to make a little side point and I'm looking into the camera like I'm Jim from the office <laughs> he was like you yeah. can't do that four times per chapter you're allowed one wow. <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah. I, I definitely overuse dashes and semicolons as well, but I blame um, French and Russian because, like French, they use so many semicolons, and Russian they use dashes instead of like to be, for example, because they don't have that in yeah. present tense. So it's just constantly everywhere. <laughs> so my instinct now is just use it all the time. Um, my dash, my dash ideas. Uh, very, very briefly, we've never made a racing game. Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of a fun category of game to think about. Um, I was also thinking about like punctuation, and it and I was started thinking about like punctuation puns, and I was like, oh God. Ha like <laughs> hash dash and slash, like maybe we could make a kind of punctuation thriller game. <laughs> like, oh, <wow>. um, uh, <laughs> I mean, I do really like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, sticking with the the punctuation version of dash, um, like I'm, I was visualizing the lines, and I, you know when you um, are asked to cut things in primary school, they always have like the cut along the dotted line, mm. but it's actually made of dashes. So I thought yeah. it could be really fun to have like um, some element of cutting out things from the game along this like dash dashed line. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it, like okay. changes. Print, print and play. That's cool. We, uh, we love print and play here. Uh, mm -hmm. I have added throwing because this is very Jane Austen, but, you know, like, <laughs> I dashed it to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your charity, hot dog man. <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> it's such a specific kind of throwing. It's not like throwing at or throwing away or anything. It's like... No, it's uh, like... Really sort, sort of in, with the intention it that it should be like sort of smeared across whatever it ends up on. <laughs> so I don't um, know how you could gamify that, but I didn't want to leave it out. And then sort of relating to running and going fast, I feel like dash, I'm having a really hectic week. So the prompt dash just kind of made me think about, you know, a, a hectic game and a racing game seems kind of cool for that. Yeah. Um, mm. But also... Yeah, I do sort of like the the punctuation stuff and I like the print and play ideas. We should probably start the timer if we haven't already. Uh, yes, we should start the timer. Do you have one? Uh, no, let me get right on it. <laughs> All right, well, I, I'm going to make a little punctuation joke that I thought of while, while earlier while you, while you do that. I came up with a, a, a stupid punctuation-based pickup line. Oh, my God, please go. Okay, go it. ahead. <laughs> You remind me of the E in cafe because you have a cute accent. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. Boo. <laughs> I've started the timer. So I'm going to go through and put a couple of stars next to things that I think we liked. Mm -hmm. So we've got racing, we've got punctuation and puns, and we've got kind of cutting stuff out. 
And are these the ideas that I'll sort of take on to the next page for us to, to workshop? Yeah, let's do it. I do just want to briefly mention the other meaning of dash that we haven't touched upon. A dashboard. Mm. Um, you know, because that could have something to do with racing. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but yes. Uh, and just a dash of salt or something like that. Mm. Like a... <laughs> mm. <laughs> so we've got our big ideas vaguely seem to be punctuation and racing. And what this made me think of, and I'm about to date myself very badly, would either of you know what I meant if I said Mavis Beacon teaches typing? No. Okay. <laughs> These were very, very old fashioned. I guess you'd call them video games, but they were like educational software um, where you would learn to touch type. And it had sort of little mini games that would teach you to touch type. So it teach you the home key and teach you the, the skills involved. And it might have sort of like a racing mini game where you have to type words, you know, like sort of accurately and quickly to avoid oncoming traffic and stuff. So oh, it's like what... the typing of the dead. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's like a zombie um, shoot 'em up game, but with typing. So, I don't think I played any typing games, but... <laughs> I mean, typing games are a thing. They're a sort of, like, word game thing, and I think they pretty much all yeah. start with, with Mavis Beacon, which is this, like, educational edutainment software. Mm. So, yeah, that was just sort of, like, where my mind goes when I think about the relationship between these two things. It's something that kind of, like, combines, like, words and... Uh, yeah, words mm. and racing, but I don't really know like how that translates to board games. No, I guess <laughs> I was thinking about, and this is sort of, I guess, slightly uh, has the vibe of of one of our other games, Deck Breakers. I was kind of imagining with like dash and slash, like you you could sort of have a, the the these like cards or whatever, I guess, that have the ability to like either combine words or like separate words as mm. like an, a choice kind of thing like I, I don't really know how to describe what I mean but like if you had a pair of words you could put like a dash between them to be like these are, are sort of one thing now or you could put a slash like between a them as like word. you can choose I you don't could... know yeah I and then when... hash is just like hashtag RuPaul's Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> so when you said the title hash dash and slash, I had an image in my mind, which is kind of like what I've drawn here, which is just these cards with just punctuation marks on them. Mm -hmm. I don't know like what they meant to me or anything. <laughs> I just sort of, um, I do kind of like the idea of, of, maybe like a really quick play card game where the the punctuation symbols kind of have like to have some kind of impact on the gameplay like hmm. actually when you said hash dash and slash i really like these these cards you've drawn but the image that i got in my head was very different it was more like a slasher thriller mm. <laughs> <laughs> like dashing around slashing people i know um, i want to combine those <laughs> things this is what i'm talking about yeah. so it's yeah. kind of like a, a murder mystery where the characters are punctuation <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like um like again this is if you're not from the early internet this isn't going to mean anything but like ascii art <laughs> you know like <laughs> like the shrug guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> I would love like to have clues or something that then you cut out and then you have to like fit them into different areas or something. Oh my um, goodness! So it's maybe like a, a mystery, a sort of one-time play mystery game. Yeah, like have you ever played um, any of the Exit games? They're like escape rooms in a box. I haven't, but yeah. I have played the escape boxes and the detective boxes. So similar kinds of things. Yeah, I love that kind um, of stuff. Yeah, so something along those lines where you're like destroying the game as you go, but you you know you have a good good time and you solve the mystery and <laughs> things. Mm -hmm. 
This is a very, this is the kind of thing that we love to pitch on this podcast and then realize it's very, very hard to develop in a short amount of time. Um, we got this, guys. We got we this. Can do it. <laughs> so the question I want to ask is, is this a mystery that like involves punctuation? So there's like a person or, you know, a, a detective solving a mystery and the mystery has punctuation in it. Or is it a mystery that's like where the characters are punctuation? I just keep thinking about like, <laughs> like I don't know, like just like a like a little hashtag and like a fedora, mm. and he's like smoking a little cigarette. I mean, <laughs> the okay, that is that, that is extremely great, <laughs> but. Wow. but I feel like the first version, like the mystery that involves punctuation, that actually kind of gives us a decent jumping off point for like at least developing the idea in a short space of time. Because what that could look like is rather than being a lot of like spatial puzzles or like connection based puzzles, it being a lot of puzzles where you you sort of have a sentence or a passage that has no punctuation and it's one of those ones where where you put the punctuation matters and changes the meaning right yeah it's the lionel hutz works on commission uh no money down (laughs) meme (laughs) do you know this no (laughs) okay so this is from the simpsons lionel hutz is the uh ineffective lawyer and they they get his business card and it says works on commission no money down and then he's like oh they've got this all wrong and then it's like works on commission no money down (laughs) 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 it's basically this the game yeah Um, i'm very very keen yeah mysteries of punctuation you can also easily make some kind of like code that you've got to crack just made Mm. out of punctuation at some point too oh true yeah. like just repl- replacing like letters with question marks and um yeah that kind of thing exactly. what's the little oh the like tilde. morse code but weird <laughs> and ours there'd be yeah. a character called tilde <laughs> <laughs> um ampersand you gotta have that in there uh mm, okay neat i feel like that's a reasonably um solid basis of an idea um what kind of format do we see it taking so quite often those escape room games take the format of a deck of cards although i have also seen ones that have you know um like decoder rings and more sort of cardboard components do we have mm-hmm. thoughts on this it could also be a book we haven't made a game that's a book ah like a kind of choose your own adventure in in that kind of realm, maybe just almost like a puzzle book, but with maybe some cutoutable bits, like you could cut and fold and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't or like know some if... sticker pages. Oh, sticker pages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, There's always like those kids, those books you have as a kid that have sticker pages are like always so enticing. They're stickers, but then the actual creativity is none because there's just one place where you're meant to put that sticker (laughs) yeah Uh, so we're not going to do that we're going to give them like four places and they've got to work out which one (laughs) yeah exactly yeah that would be that would be really cool especially if the stickers like you could use them to complete a maze or map or Mm -hmm. to fill in gaps say like in this code that we've been thinking about you could have gaps where you have to actually decode and you know, figure out what letters are missing. Mm. Things like yeah, that. That'd be cool. Um, also, if we do like, I mean, I'm not saying we designed this whole thing right now, but if we were imagining a book, then you can imagine that like it would have different chapters. So it could be like an escape room legacy book where you do like chapter one, and then like how you did in that chapter, you move on to chapter two, or maybe you have to skip forward to chapter four or something. That would like, be really cool. I'm playing a game at the moment called The Initiative um which has chapters so the book like the story of the game is told through a little comic book and then you play missions it's almost got sort of a jumanji element to it where the characters in the comic book are playing a game and then you play the game and that sort of progresses their story it is 
it, it's definitely not a perfect game, but it's one of the most like ambitious and smart pieces of design I've ever encountered. Mm. And they do so Very much metal. cool stuff. Yeah, I like. I really want Miriam to play it after me, so I'm not going to give anything away. But they do so many cool things where, like, we were just like, "Whoa, they can't do that, can they?" Like, it really sort of plays with the boundaries of what the game is. Ah, that sounds neat. Um... It, it is neat. Okay, I think I I I feel like I love this idea that we have, and I kind of feel like the there's there's two directions that I see us taking the conversation. Number one would just be to kind of like spend like a few minutes on each kind of like puzzle idea or like a th idea of a thing that would be in the book, and number two is we probably want to to some extent come up with like what the I guess characters or like fictional scenario would be we don't need to get super deep into it but I think it would be nice to have that at least like an aesthetic kind of feel of that yeah I am inclined to agree and I think we can do both to be honest I think like there's yeah I agree that like the fiction there's a there's a clear divide between sort of the fiction part and the the function part yeah so i think maybe we like workshop a few ideas like get a few scribble down a few ideas and sort of see what takes our fancy as a a jumping off point mm -hmm. yeah. what what if the mysteries were designed around these puns that you can make with punctuation mm. like it, i'm not sure which other ones you came up with i have one that's not really a proper pun but like comma and coma sound really similar right but it's one <laughs> that's a difference so like we could have something centered around a comma in a coma or a comma oh, that cause someone to fall into a coma like something yeah. like that very good yes yeah. um yeah and i guess those could potentially be like the chapter titles it's always very fun when like you're reading a book and it it just keep really keeps like slamming the puns <laughs> yeah um yeah, what what other ones are there though? That's the question. We're gonna have to come back. I mean, <laughs> we've you've got colon. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> I guess you could you could have like right at the end when you apprehend the culprit, you shout stop. Um... <laughs> it's good. I mean, obviously, dash yeah. is good, um, especially because if it was someone's name, you could have like their initials so like m dash and n dash <laughs> uh, <Yes. laughs> uh you could yeah I, I think there's i think there's definitely like things that you could do uh, for example if you were a detective and there was a character in it called mark one of the things you could do <laughs> would be question mark <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we need to do that. <laughs> That's in the game. Yeah. Uh, Bra bracket also has multiple meanings, right? Like, all of these words have so many. Yeah. Don't come at me, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, yeah. That's, so, we feel like it's sort of a detective story. Yeah. I think. I mean, my mind immediately goes to kind of like a noirish direction when I think about detectives. Um, but there's other ways you can do it, you know, a, like a 1920s sort of like a Poirot type thing or a modern day thing. Does anyone have opinions? I mean, I do. I Noir is fun uh, as kind of like... It, I feel like it has the most fun like tropes to kind of lean on if because mm. this does sound like it's going to be a humorous game so like why why not lean into that for you know maybe um, you can what are the, some of the tropes that you're thinking of because I'm not sure that I'm familiar enough with different genres of detective movie and like maybe I mean other people could yeah. I guess your Poirot style has the like the you know the detective like um gathers everybody in a room at the end of the story and like sort of gets everybody really on edge <laughs> and then explains exactly what happened and 
blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you would use a Poirot-type detective for, like, a very convoluted mystery, whereas, like, noir, it's a bit more sort of like a lone wolf detective and maybe sort of a grim environment might be a bit more sort of, like, seedy. And there would definitely be, like, dames with legs that go all the (laughs) way up and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess, would we want it to be consistent throughout the whole, like, book? Or we could play with it. Would it be like a it. different genre for each puzzle, maybe? Like <laughs> that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, that would again. If this is a book, it could be really fun. If you're like reading a, you know, a chapter that's extremely noir and like, uh, as soon as I saw that broad, <laughs> and then <laughs> you move on to the next chapter, and it's all like you know like i don't know cyberpunk thriller mystery or something there is an author called jasper ford who writes i think they're called the tuesday next novels um yeah have yeah, you read my them partners read them I, i've not read them personally but my and they're all like has. set within this sort of meta universe of fiction they're pretty good i had a very i had a good time reading them and this is making me think of that that it's kind of like about detective fiction and about punctuation and about puns but then there's sort of just puzzles that kind of feed through it um so yeah what kind of puzzles could we have i liked the idea about adding punctuation to kind of get something's meaning Mm. yeah Um, this is very nerdy but like we could make the thing you add punctuation to apostrophe in a literary sense so like when you're directing a speech to someone who's not there so like they've they've written like oh romeo romeo and like romeo's not there so <laughs> that's also is that called a... is that called apostrophe yeah <laughs> i did that's... my god i just learned something yeah me too <laughs> yeah so yeah or that's... a personified object is also um you can either one of those is like the person you're addressing in your speech you know that's, ah. that's really cool Oh damn! I don't know if it's cool, but it's I a think thing it's... I know. <laughs> no, because I was already imagining that, like, the thing you're adding punctuation to could be like a note, or, or like, you know, it could always always be something that's like being written by a character. I guess like on a telegraph or in a rush, so they haven't done any punctuation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was definitely imagining, you know, like finding a post-it note type thing and having to work out what someone meant by their message oh my god that's extremely a mood yeah. for my... <laughs> is that a thing that happens in your life regularly i mean my workplace more or less would not function without the first 10 notes <laughs> yeah um and like and... who leaves one post-it note it's got to be it's got to be a whole bunch of them you've got to rearrange them yeah so something you could do is actually have the book have post-it notes sort of stuck inside it Mm. that you also have to sort of like bring together as you get to the page that they're on and and rearrange maybe like you could have the message going across several post-its and have to actually position them before you start punctuating them for example Mm. there Mm. is I have never read it or even tried to, but there's this thing called Kane's Jawbone. Have you guys heard of this? No. So this is like the the pinnacle of mystery puzzle. It was written in the 20s by a very famous cryptic crossword setter. I can't think who it was. But basically it is a mystery novel, basically more, more or less told through like a novel length cryptic crossword clue, but it comes as a box of cards and you have to actually... So each page, you have to like sort it into the right place in the novel in addition to working out who did what and why and with what weapon. It's a, yeah. Uh, yeah this... I think I have actually seen, because this was a trend recently on YouTube, right? Where people were trying to do it. But oh, I didn't, I, I just uh, saw a copy in my local bookshop. Oh my like, God. What wow. is that? YouTube challenges, <laughs> they've really advanced since yeah, <laughs> they have. I mean, I don't think anyone was successfully doing it, but they were like, you know, make it the most of the content opportunity. YouTube um, challenges, <laughs> they're not just for eating Tide Pods anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Forget the cinnamon challenge. <laughs> now <laughs> you're trying to solve a. Yeah, 1920s mystery yeah <laughs> i think only two people have ever solved it was recently yeah. solved i think for something like the fifth or sixth time 
mm. by someone who got bored during lockdown. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey. Um. So, yeah. In terms of things, so I think you can do some quite sort of simple puzzles and code breaking. I did like the idea of um, using stickers to maybe complete the code. Um, yeah, do we have any other post-it notes? Um, we wanted to cut stuff out. Mm. Yeah. And I really liked, because it. this all made me think of the Lionel Hutz business card thing, I would quite like there to be like a cut-out business card as part mm. of it. Mm. Yeah, cool. I guess I was, I. Uh, if we had like uh, maps or mazes or something like that, then mm. we could do something where like the compass has has had the letters replaced and then that there's somewhere elsewhere in the book where you need to like fig figure out the code and then you can like come back to it and like yeah. work out what 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 the actual orientation of your map is or something i don't actually know i really like that um, yeah, that's a good idea it's yeah mm. maps and mazes and i mean this game is definitely not made for mass manufacturing but it's a very cool indie project <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could see this yeah. doing numbers on kickstarter for the right crowd yeah um yeah i love the idea of maybe using like stickers to add missing details to the map to work out where you're going and stuff like that yeah yeah have you guys ever played the game time stories I have not. What is it about? Um, um, I've come so across it. Yeah, it's... Um, how do I explain time stories? It's about being time travellers. Um, and each scenario like pack that you buy goes into this like core system. Um, and it's like a different story that you can play through once, but it takes like a few hours to do. Um, so you get sent back in time and you have these like cards that you spread out as a panorama with images on one side and you can like approach different people and flip it over and there's like um a way to interact with them and it like directs you to other cards and stuff it's, it's very cool um but like you also i guess yeah like what was i going with this some kind of element of like um maybe you get like put in a location and then there's like other pages where you have things that you can interact with in that location and like, yeah. like double-sided okay. even that you can like flip around and so on one side it gives you some information, on the other side it gives you something else. I feel like I now understand how Time Stories works, because when it was explained to me, I was like, wow, that sounds convoluted. But it sounds like <laughs> to some it's extent, fun. it's just a little bit like uh, Carta Ventura, but just like where it's sort of built in that you're meant to try the thing multiple times. Yeah, you basically... You you're destined to fail the first attempt and maybe even the second, and you have to keep going back and going to these same locations and remembering what you did to get the objects and go to talk to these people and that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I'm not suggesting we add time traveling, but like <laughs> that, <laughs> that the panorama mechanic is very cool in that and, and the being able to flip things around and stuff is all right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, based on what you were saying, it made me think that you could have, yeah, sort of double-sided cards for items and clues, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, and then maybe, like, slightly more detailed little booklets for other characters, where you could maybe sort of, um, it could have a bit of a choose-your-own-adventure element for getting through a conversation with someone to try and uncover a clue. Ah. Huh. Mm -hmm. So maybe like there's an outcome in the conversation where it would then say like, open the envelope marked three, and then you get mm -hmm. like an extra that could give you a clue. It's like talking to Mrs. Cake in that one. Yeah, in the in the Discworld uh, point and click uh, mm. adventure. So I'm kind of imagining that there would just be it would be a box with like maps, stickers, cards, envelopes, and a sort of storybook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
It's a bit. Uh, I'm realizing as we go, I've played way more mystery games than I realized. Have you ever played the like Sherlock Holmes consulting consulting detective? detective. I haven't. I know it is really good. I hear very yeah, good things. It's, it's very hard, but it has like newspapers that you, yeah. you get them gradually as you do each case. It also has a big address book where like it's literally just names and addresses, um, and like that sometimes is like very useful and but when you first see it you're like how the hell am I going to use this this is just like so much information (laughs) (laughs) means nothing um so like those kind of more maybe mundane seeming lists could be useful Mm. at some point kind of lists Um, and reference tools yeah like that I think you know it wouldn't have to be anything like as complicated as Sherlock Holmes consulting detective Mm -hmm. you know it could be like a single a single mystery with a small number of characters and clues and stuff but I do like the idea of it being kind of like you I like the idea of you getting a lot of different little things in there Mm. to kind of I don't know there's something very enticing about opening a box and being like whoa look at all these parts yeah Yeah, I definitely don't hate that experience oh no (laughs) (laughs) and I mean, I think for a mystery game, that is really cool because, you know, with, with a mystery game, you know that, like, these you're, you're going to gradually, like, find out how all these things kind of fit in. With other games, if there's too many parts, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you feel, like, just overwhelmed when you see all the stuff? Yeah, kind of. And also, like, I guess because of my job, I just interact with games in such a way where, like, if there's too many bits, I'm instantly like, oh, I'm never going to teach this. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just the setup alone would be more time than I'm really wanting to spend. Yeah, um, been there, been there. <laughs> uh, okay. So one of the things that I'm sort of coming back to is just like, I want to, I really love the punctuation theme as kind of the thing that makes this distinctive Mm. so I've just been you know I'm just interested in things we could do so I love the idea of puns and I think you could also use it in like the naming of things you know like parenthesis boulevard or whatever Mm. um Mm. uh but yeah I was just wondering if we had any other ideas like about how we could incorporate it maybe it's a murder that takes place at uh publishers and it's a copy editor or something (laughs) All the punctuation got stolen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, or I guess, like, takes place at a printing press. Mm. And just all the, yeah, all the, the, like, what are they called? The little thingies. (laughs) The, so yeah, the typesetting, like the, the little lead punctuation pieces. Would it be a step too far to kind of make it make the whole thing with no punctuation and have people have to figure everything out? Uh, I, mean, with... I definitely I feel like I I would I would be quite happy for like that like needing to add punctuation to be like a very significant part of the actual puzzle. Like that mm-hmm. feels fun to me. Um so yeah, I um, wonder if if it would be like too much to do it for like that imagining we had like six chapters or something to do it for all of them but definitely for like a whole chapter would make sense yeah that would be really cool like maybe if we did do something like Miriam said where you know the punctuation gets stolen from a printing press then the subsequent chapter has no punctuation mm-hmm. and maybe the you know the box comes with like a red pen and you sort of have to do that bit yourself and if we were going to do like booklets for sort of getting through conversations with non-player characters you could also have someone who speaks without punctuation like someone who just presumably (laughs) talks really fast and really monotone and very homestuck yeah (laughs) oh no it's another big pro game with a homestuck reference (laughs) this is not a good look for a couple of millennials (laughs) maybe um some of the more incriminating evidence can be like things people have said um like that that you know they've said but that the tone depending on the punctuation would make Mm. it mean quite different things ah yeah yeah that's really cool and like 
I would love to work out how you would model that. I guess you could do it with an envelope, you know, that gives you like an extra page or re uh, reproduces something you know they said, but with with the punctuation in the right place. Mm-hmm. I guess you could also have like um, you could you could have. I mean, this is quite a simple version, but like if you got if you had like a suspect lineup. And under each person, like a punctuationless quote, and then you you can just kind of go through, and like there's one quote which is like like can't be punctuated in a in a innocent slash guilty way, if that makes sense. Like every other one is ambiguous depending on punctuation, and one of them is just like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she had it coming so I murdered her (laughs) yeah this is like I don't know if this is a step too far but just like thinking about um other things that comes up in sort of mystery games is have you guys ever played any kind of game that has like a viewer so you know it would have like a little sort of semi-transparent thing that you would then put over something that had Mm. a load of like a sort of lettery jumble like a magic eye kind of picture yeah. but then when you put the viewer over it you would be able to read a message you could do stuff like that but with punctuation mm. um potentially yeah yeah that's normally um, with like red and blue on the page or something right and then yeah, you, yeah yeah and then when you put the sort of red filter over it then you either see so what have I seen it used in? I think I've seen it used in the sort of knockoff alien game that's called something like Space Scaries. It's not called that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it in like a code cracking game. Yeah, so it's it, you can sort of use it to sort of obfuscate information and then reveal it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While we're just chucking things into the game, I mean, if yeah. we, <laughs> and depending on the um, the time period, yeah, doing that, but with like a pair of those old school three D glasses, yeah, like that kind of thing. <laughs> um, what is the time wrap, by the way, G? We are at halfway. Okay, there's plenty of time. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to use the full time because we did um, brainstorm for a little bit before we started. True. So. I feel like the core idea is is basically here and I would just be interested to think a little bit more about like what do we call it what does it look like what's the kind of look and feel um yeah do we have any sort of thoughts on this um I wanted to look oh. like a bit um <laughs> <laughs> uh, big big time um uh big crow in joke but it could be like the case of the apostrophe <laughs> yes that would be very good um yeah i like i like apostrophe uh for charlotte's benefit an apostrophe is where um it's you also know, known, an apostrophe <laughs> it's also <laughs> known as a grocer's apostrophe so it'd when be you like, like pears. A sign outside yeah like it, they're advertising like massages, and there's an there's an apostrophe uh, in there. Yeah, when they shouldn't be there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I like that word. Great. It's also <laughs> I I feel like it, it's kind of a cool name for like our villain, or not like a name for our villain, but like the the crime, as it were, could be mm-hmm. like almost like crimes against punctuation right or not the crime yeah. but like that's their calling card right that's like what they <laughs> that's that they their... leave incredibly badly punctuated <laughs> um, <laughs> their mo so... is just adding bad apostrophes to science yeah i actually really like this and um i'm guessing have you seen that series of memes of like punctuation used very badly in different situations so like for example a sign on a, on a doorway that says caution and then in quote marks stairs like it's not really going to be stairs. <laughs> 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 the one that I was thinking of is the printout in a lift that's like uh the in quotes clunk in the elevator and then like three sets of ellipses like so many ellipses oh. and then it's like will not hurt you for exclamation marks. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> the most suspicious thing you can imagine. Wow. <laughs> I just love it when like it's it's whatever it is is like trying to reassure you or like make or like make some kind of claim and it's like the safest <laughs> or something mm-hmm. like yeah so i think this definitely needs to be part of the game uh, yeah <laughs> I, I so like use, the use the some scare quotes and apostrophes yes uh, <laughs> i mean i really like apostrophe for the name mm-hmm. uh, and yeah having it as kind of like a, what i was imagining is like a box with a book and then the sort of associated bits and pieces whether that's 3d glasses extra booklets stickers maps you know all the sort of the gubbins that's gonna help you solve all the mysteries yeah um so obviously i mean charlotte has already pointed this out but this would be like a small production run kind of luxe product mm-hmm. for um mystery game collectors but i think that like it the production or at least the sort of like design and illustration wouldn't need to be like super heavy duty like i sort of quite like the idea that like maybe not the characters are like ascii art but like the that they're quite simply designed yeah um, you I'm... drew a little kind of like um what i think of as like a kingdom of loathing guy earlier and i like i I don't hate that yeah i kind of like the idea of it being like i think it could be ascii art and that could be you know quite quite fun like you could have it be sort of like still hand drawn but everyone sort of made up of simple Mm. lines and punctuation marks and then I think you could, it would really help with some of the puns, you know, like give someone a slash, like if there's a weapon or uh, an injury when they get slashed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Or um, they're going somewhere and so you add some dashes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I like the idea of chapters having like um, punctuation pun names, like 50 yard dash or, you know, mm. like. Mm-hmm. Um, making a hash of it, etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, the and then the that could relate to like what, what the the sort of clue or the or the crime or whatever in that chapter is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, I think the puns are definitely like an a integral part of it. Hmm. And we can also, uh, if there's ever a night scene, we can use asterisks as stars in the sky, things like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that would be so nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think you could do, like, sort of art that uses punctuation in a way that would give it, like, a really specific feel. Because one of the things that's really interesting about using punctuation to make images is that we think of it as something from like the computer era but it's it was absolutely happening in typesetting like in in newspaper in newsprint in like the early 20th century Hmm. like newspapers would run you know like oh uh, yeah sort of funny little pictures made out of like dashes and and things and i just think Hmm. there's something about that that would fit with we're sort of talking about a bit of a not a time travel but like a sort of genre hopping like a detective story that's that doesn't take place in just one kind of detective context mm-hmm. there's something that sort of ties it all together by having it sort of take place in in symbolism yeah. <laughs> somehow yeah. <laughs> um yeah cool do we want to like um invent our detective or like oh i'm i'm quite keen to invent a detective who's our guy okay i mean so i'm i'm definitely down with it being a guy because that's that's quite old school um uh, oh um sam and terabang <laughs> that's pretty good yeah because because yeah 
because uh, wow. <laughs> he's because he's an investigator and you know i feel like the interrobang is the perfect uh piece of punctuation <laughs> <laughs> right is it is it called an interrobang yeah <laughs> oh have you yeah. not encountered this before so yeah this no. is like a sort of a piece of novel punctuation i mean it's not that novel but yeah it's proposed for replacing typing both a question mark and an exclamation mark the interrobang does the job of of both and miriam gave a really good example there where she yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, i'm open to i mean mark interrobang might be better i don't know um uh, I, I like sam <laughs> Yeah, because we wanted to question Mark later, so we that's, need to that's question true. Mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. So we have about fifteen-ish minutes left. So should we do a little recap uh, of what we came up with? I can sort of go through the slides, and we can sort of recap what we talked about. Man, so, Charlotte, ha when when you pitched Dash, <laughs> did, <yeah. laughs> did you think this was what you should be doing? Um, yes, I knew all along. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I when when we first started talking Dash, I thought it might be like a dice rolling game or something like that, like mm, yeah. you know, trying to get to a total faster than other people, or maybe something where you're trying to like discard cards really quickly. What I did yeah, not think we'd do was this. <laughs> <laughs> it was the punctuation that that made that sealed the deal. I think. The yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. So we started with the prompt dash, and from there we pulled out some ideas about uh, like a hectic game or a racing game. We thought about a print and play, something where you do some cutting out, and then we also pulled out this idea of punctuation, and we even sort of said like punctuation, like we were interested in making something kind of punny. And that led us towards the idea of a mystery involving punctuation, uh, which at first we were thinking about a hash, dash, and slash, but that's kind of led more towards, we've we've ended up with something a bit more kind of genre-bending than that. So it's a kind of wordy mystery with puzzles uh, based on the idea of adding punctuation, moving punctuation around, using punctuation to create codes and ciphers. Uh, the fiction we designed as very like punny uh, with ideas like we talked about like question mark as the thing you would do as a detective. And then on the function side of things, we had lots and lots of ideas that we sort of wanted to all come together into a story that was based around a book. So it would be a book, but with these sort of all this extra material mazes, maps, stickers, reference lists, booklets for non-player characters, items, clues, things sealed inside envelopes, basically the kind of full mystery game shebang in the vein of a mystery escape box or a Sherlock Holmes consulting detective, but much punnier. And mm -hmm. I think we landed <laughs> on the sort of the some of the the story beats would be around sort of crimes against punctuation, the theft of punctuation from a printer's, uh, that the sort of the the main criminal is someone who has like an intense disregard <laughs> for <laughs> punctuation, um, mm -hmm. and maybe uses that as kind of a calling card. Uh, and we, I really like the name impostrophe. I don't know that we fully settled on it, but what do you guys? think yeah i like that or like that it would that uh that it would fall somewhere in the title i mm -hmm. guess so but it, it, could... It, it it could be the title all by itself yeah yeah I, I like it as well yeah uh and then thinking about the look and feel we sort of talked about maybe doing the art in this sort of um ascii style so using punctuation to create some of the illustrations uh, and we also just named our detective uh, Sam Interrobang. 
So such an yeah. intense name. I mean, <laughs> I, know. I mean, with a name like that, it would be your destiny to be a detective. I feel. Yeah. Ah. This is definitely not what we I need to we end make. every sentence with an entire bang. I, <laughs> I think <are> going? <laughs> even just like really, uh, really low key questions. Can I have a coffee? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Did you get my email? <laughs> <laughs> Zoom isn't working. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Great. Um, I feel like the the sort of question mark exclamation mark could almost be like a a sort of central part of the the brand identity. Like you could sort of um use it as sort of the logo or the recognizable oh, yeah. image in some way. Yeah. Uh, I think that could look yeah. really cute. Um, now it kind of looks like a hand like (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to sort of tangle the two parts up (laughs) it's ended up looking a little squishy Uh, (laughs) so Mm. unless there is anything else that we want to sort of tag onto the game i think we can call that good i think we've done a really good job of coming up with a very fun idea there yeah i want to make it i want to i think it'll be great Oh, I know. We'll, I think we'll this would be so work. much fun. I guess we could get Georgia on the sort of mystery side. Do you write some mysteries, right, G? I have attempted to write a mystery or two in my time before getting overwhelmed at how hard it is to write fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. What a mood. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, the thing about one of these is that the fiction doesn't have to be that good because yeah. people do. People are like, whoa, the puzzles were hard. So the mystery must have been clever. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. it's actually sort of giving me the vibe of like those kind of mystery puzzle books for children, but you know where like there's just a puzzle on each page and oftentimes it's just like you're meant to pick something out of the image and then like figure out what you have to do. Like a where's uh, Wally kind of. Yeah, energy. and there's not even like much interactivity. It's just like you're meant to figure out what to do and then you turn to the next page and the story's like, and you do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, um yeah i mean i i quite like the idea of using the ascii art to make a where's wally that would be so hard to do oh my like, god oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. oh my really... god imagine pouring over it being like okay i'm looking specifically for... <laughs> where's yeah. the backslash <laughs> these are all forwards <laughs> yeah. it'd probably be quite easy to find a backslash in a field <laughs> of i'm not gonna lie <laughs> I... I need the guy with one percentage arm and one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charlotte, is there anything that you would like to plug as we reach the end of our podcast? Well, we already mentioned Theogy. Um, there's probably not that many spare copies, to be honest, but we might as well plug it anyway. <laughs> so check so out is it spelled like this? Yeah, it is a spot like that. Exactly. <laughs> um, nice. Everyone check this out. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, even we... if you can't get a hold of it, you have to appreciate the Kickstarter page, please, because I uh, spent ages making that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And did you and you guys were successful, you successfully kickstarted? Yes. Yeah, we That's made amazing. a successful Kickstarter. That's in, very in impressive. Big ups. That is not easily done. Just like on a pure logistical and admin level, I am well impressed. Yeah, and and it's arriving at backers' doorsteps like now and for the next month or so. So oh, that yeah, must be a very exciting time. time for you. Yeah, exciting, nerve wracking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, my partner's been very busy with it, especially. I I helped a lot with the um, design and the marketing and stuff. Um, but then once it got to the the businessy side, I was like, I'm gonna just uh, <laughs> a little. You know, that's um, exactly what. One. That's exactly what happened with our, the game that we actually got into pre-production and then we were like, oh, you have to do business stuff? No, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's not fun. <laughs> uh, if yeah. only the business side was a thing that anyone found fun. <laughs> uh, 
I know we have to find business people, but unfortunately they're the worst. This is why we started the podcast <laughs> is we realized that the best bit about making games is the bit where you've got loads of ideas and you're having a really fun time and everything mm-hmm. after that is downhill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, it has been really nice. Like when people send messages opening the game or like playing it for the first time and they enjoyed it, that, that's, that's really fun. That's so yeah. cool. That's Being you're playing for the first time, I should come to your house and play your game. I know I talk a lot about not liking <laughs> heavier games, but like, I've never really tried. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it will seem less heavy because we can also it's one where we can teach as you go. We kind of developed a little tutorial for the first round that everyone can like learn the rules as they play that first round, um, mm. and stuff like that. Um, That's very cool yeah. and helpful. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was about to say as well, you know where I live, but um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> with an interrobang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, cool. yeah, thanks so much, guys, for having me on the on the podcast. It was really fun. Well, thank, thank you for joining you for us. Joining us. Uh, I had a really good time. And now we come to the end of the podcast. Thank you to our listener. We love you, listener. We love you, listener. <laughs> Thanks for always tuning in. Uh, <laughs> one one listener, single. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not a lot more than one. <laughs> yeah. I just I it's... just love that you're not even like pretend that you're not just like okay, well maybe one day this is gonna get like five views. You're like no one view. Yeah. <laughs> We believe in our listener. And the, the crazy thing is, even though sometimes it's our dad, it's not always our dad. Oh <laughs> sometimes it's a stranger. <laughs> the mystery of the listener. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to solve this mystery. Uh, so now it is time for us to close our podcast in the time-honoured fashion, which is to make a crow noise. So join us in two weeks for another crow jam. <laughs> 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 Ah! <laughs>